0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Welcome back to Titans Time, the tailor-made podcast for all Tennessee Titans fans. Welcome back, everybody, to this socially distant episode of the Titans Time podcast. Uh, We've been away for a while because... There really hasn't been that much news that has broke since the cluster of news that came out right before our last episode this week. we have uh just kind of a like a different style of episode. It's not necessarily like news or talking about current things that are happening with the titans um we really. Since we're running out of content, but we do enjoy recording these, we just wanted to talk about our top five favorite Tennessee Titans players over the years. Um, So, Tyler, I want to go ahead and get into that. Let's just count it down from five to one. Who do you have starting off?
0: Starting off for me, I have Frank Wycheck, Tied in for the Titans uh, from... 1995 to 2003. You've got the older
1: guy. You're going to have the older guys, and I'm going to have some guys that are a little bit newer.
0: I am going to have the older guys. For me, what I decide to do with this list, and really when I get to thinking about my top five favorite Titans players of all time, it comes down to the guys that really made me fall in love with watching the exactly, Titans.
1: Exactly, me too. I, I have people that I watched when I was you know seven eight nine years old and
0: that's right around where the majority of these guys fall for me anywhere from really five to uh about 10 years old some of them um you know were still playing for the titans a little bit after that to when i was getting on into my teens but the majority were in that like five to ten year old range where i really started getting into watching football being able to understand it and these were the guys that just really you know, helped pull me to the Titans and become a Titans fan for life no matter what. Hear the big
1: thunderstorm in the back. Yeah. But, anyways, Frank Wycheck. obviously I never got to watch him play, but there's jerseys everywhere you go if you're in Nashville.
0: He was a solid tight end. I mean, he... He could block, he could go out, catch passes, um, you know, just wanted to dig back and find because at the time, kind you know. Kind of seems like a big lumberjack kind of guy. You know, at the time when I was watching these guys, I wasn't really keeping up with, you know, stats. I was just seeing what they were doing on the, the eye field. eye test.
1: Right. The five-year-old eye test.
0: He was selected to the Pro Bowl three times from in 1998, 99, and in 2000. Over his career with the Titans, and he was actually before the Titans become the Titans when they were still the Oilers, that's when he first come to the team. He had a 68.4% catch, or a catching percentage in his time with them, and he averaged 10.3 yards per reception.
1: I'm getting a little nervous. You've got me outdone on the notes this week. I'm looking and you've got about four pages in...
0: Hey, you, you do want you, you know, what you, and, know uh, what you want to talk about with these guys. Like I said, I wanted since I got to do the eye test with these guys, I wanted to pull up a little bit more of their stats so I could really better understand, you know, what my eye test was seeing with them back then. You know, he was also the guy that threw the lateral pass in the Music City miracle to Kevin Dyson in yeah. the nineteen ninety nine, two thousand wildcard playoff game against the Bills. So, I mean, I have to start the list off with him. You know, he... Speaking of that Music City
1: Miracle, I was seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter today about people, um, I'm guessing outside of the Titans community, but they were, which probably from Bill's Twitter, um, they were talking about the Music City Miracle and how the biggest play in Titans history was a Ford pass that wasn't called. And anyways, there was a really good... um, I don't know. I guess you might would call it. Anyways, it was a picture with a yellow line drawn from where the ball was thrown to where it was caught. It's close, but it was a it was a backwards lateral. I, I say, it, mean,
0: it was very close, which is why for all these years it's been so for Bills you, fans. Yeah, for Bills fans, and that's you
1: know, why Bills Twitter is
0: still. But hey, so when it comes down to it. it, like you said with that picture. It was still a backwards lateral. And it wasn't called. So,
1: exactly. Anyways, my number five guy, um, this is a little bit unusual, but it's going to be Rob Baronis. Um, I can see that. Unfortunately, rest in peace. He passed away September 20th, 2014. I believe he was 36 years old uh, from a car crash. He was under the influence. Um, I think they even found like, some kind of drugs in his system. But anyways, drugs and alcohol, regardless, consistently, he was a good kicker. Had a 85.6% field goal percentage over his career. Had had a really good leg. (laughs) Had a really good leg. Uh, I think his long was like 60 yards or something. Um, He was a pro bowler in 2007. He's especially missed nowadays with the way our kicking was last season. Um, and when I'm just talking about my childhood, when I think of a, a kicker for the Titans, he's the guy that comes to my mind because he's the he's the kicker that I knew from 2005 to 2013 is when he played for the Titans. So throughout the whole time that I was really into football, he's the, he was the kicker that I knew. So, anyways, let's move. Definitely to four. a
0: solid uh, you know, pick there for yeah. you. I mean. When I was looking over and deciding who I, you know, truly wanted in my top five, I did think of Baronis. I'm not exactly with,
1: going from their stats and how actually good they were. I'm go. I mean, our favorite players. I'm going with the people that were my favorites.
0: Right, that stood out to you.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I just bro- remember taking a year or two break from watching football really in depth and coming back and being like, where the hell is Baronis at?
0: Right. Like, well, Baronus was actually one of the guys that I thought you know he almost cracked uh, my top five, just because you know he was a good kicker. You know he had a good leg about him, and like you said, especially after this, about him. especially after this last year with our kicking troubles, you know you miss having guys that you can really rely on in the kicking game. So moving to number four. Number four for me, um, another old guy, Eddie George.
1: Okay, never yeah. got to see him play either. But especially with how involved he is with the Titans these days, he he's definitely. Which I didn't put any guys that I never saw play because there's no way they could be my favorites.
0: That's but with same how involved way with my list. he
1: is, I mean, he's still very big in the Titans community,
0: right? And. Like I was saying, same thing for my list. These are guys that I got to, you know, watch them play. So, um, you know, George, he played for the Titans from 96 to 2003. and
1: That's in your early years.
0: That is in my early years. Like I said, about, you know, five years old to about 10 years old. Because obviously when he first got picked by the Titans, you know, I was three years old. I wasn't I didn't know you what didn't was going care. on. Yeah. Um but during his time with the Titans, he only had one season where he did not reach a thousand yards rushing. Wow. And even in that season he only fell sixty one yards shy of you know having a thousand. Do you know if that was later in his career or was it earlier? I believe it was his next to last year with the Titans. I could be. So he be, was getting
1: up there in age. That's a, just a long time for a running back to play.
0: Don't hold me to that. Um, I could be a little off on that, but I believe that's when it was. Um, you know, that's just that's consistency. It is. I mean, and you, this is every year with the Titans. I believe he had over three hundred carries. So bad to pay a running back. Another point I found. I believe. Every year he was with the Titans, like I just said, I think he had over three hundred carries in each of those years.
1: So it wasn't a light workload.
0: It was not, and you know, granted,
1: just, just I mean, n- by no means is getting over around a thousand yards bad, but if you're going to pay a guy that much money, you want about fifteen hundred or more,
0: right? But you also want consistency. Exactly. You don't want him to, and like I mean, that's like Frank I said Gore with him. Stuff. Like I said with him there was only one year where he didn't hit that 1,000-yard mark. And, you know, he was a leader for our offense along with, you know, Steve McNair in the Mm -hmm. backfield. And, you know, one big thing about him was whenever he did get tackled, the majority of the time, he was falling forward for a couple more yards. Kind of like Henry. Exactly. I mean, you know, he was...
1: I've heard that he's actually a little bit responsible for getting Henry in the mindset to run like he does now. Because early in Derrick Henry's career, he wanted to be a little bit of a... More shifty. Yeah. And And now he's more of... He's falling forward for four yards, just like Eddie George. My number four is, I guess you could say, one of the guys that was responsible for taking the Titans out of the dumpster fire that they were in. um, Marcus Mariota. All right. From... 2015-2019, 2015-2019, he was with the Titans. Obviously, he recently signed a contract with the Raiders. Um, he was Heisman winner. He was chosen second overall. Um, he really turned their organization around. And I think without him, it would have been hard to get to where we are today, where we were just in the AFC Championship. Um, he's talented. Some might argue with that, but he's, he is talented. it it might not have been the right system for him or whatever, but he's also humble and he, he's a really good guy. Um, he had a 29 and 32 overall record, which is, is not great. Um, he threw for 76 touchdowns and 44 interceptions, which I'm sure that looks a lot better. I don't know the numbers for sure, but especially the interceptions probably looks a lot
0: better than the guy that was picked right before him. I believe so. Especially with, uh, how many interceptions that got through this past year. (laughs) Yeah, he probably got close to 44 just this past year. I believe he had around 30. It was probably,
1: I mean, it was up there. Go to number three. I figured Eddie George would be higher on your list, but let's see who's above him.
0: Well, it was uh, very tough ranking these guys, you know, one through five as far as who is my favorite. Um, About the only one I can say for sure is my... Number one guy. Uh, but going to number three, I have to go with the freak, Javon Curse. Again. That
1: low. It must have changed something because I saw a little sneak peek at your notes and he was. I well, thought again, he was at number one.
0: Whenever I put this list together, I was just throwing them out there as this is my top five. I not wasn't actually ranking ranked. them from, okay. you know, one through five. But. You know, Curse was another one of these guys who just made me fall in love with the Titans. I think you as got a, a Curse jersey laying around somewhere. You know, I have looked for that jersey. I know I used to have one, but I I know you did too. I cannot find where it is. I also uh,
1: have to used to have a Vince Young jersey. Uh he didn't crack my list for obvious reasons, but I
0: I still got the Vince Young jersey. <laughs> But he, really, uh, he
1: didn't pan out too well, did
0: he? He didn't. I really liked Curse mainly in just his first run with the Titans. You know, he was with the Titans. Then I believe he went to, I think it was the Eagles. and then he come, about right. Then he came back to the Titans for a couple more years. But after his first stint with the Titans, he just, he wasn't the same. Um, you know, he was drafted by the Titans and... 1999, 16th overall pick. He come out in his rookie year and had 14 and a half sacks.
1: Jeez.
0: Now, I'm not 100% sure, but I do know at the time and up until like at least 2007, that is the rookie record for sacks Mm -hmm. in a season. Like I said, I'm not... So you don't um, know if it's still... I'm not 100% sure if that's still what it is or not, but... Trying to think
1: of uh, any guys that came in that could have beat that.
0: I've been. I mean, I don't.
1: I don't know any off the top of my head.
0: That's how I am. But I but, wasn't
1: a big stats guy back then either. So you know,
0: his last two years with the Titans and his first stint with them, he was. He did have some injuries going on, and that kind of you know cut back on what he was able to do and producing for them. Um.
1: Looks like our IT guy just pulled up, and he's still has the record
0: still has the record all right um he was just shy of recording double digit sacks in 2003 he had nine and a half and i believe that is that's one of the seasons where he had an injury that kept him out for i believe the last two games
1: by the way we we may need to have colby sitting here more often to do our fact checking and stuff
0: works for me (laughs) um you go with minimum wage (laughs) hang on we may be going too high there we'll talk about that off uh off to the side but after his 14 and a half sacks in his rookie year he followed it up in 2000 with 11 and a half sacks and then 10 sacks in 2001 he was uh named to the pro bowl in his rookie year and he was also first team all pro and he won defensive player rookie of the year in nineteen ninety nine. You know, he was one of the best pass rushers, in my opinion, that the Titans have ever had. Especially yeah. for mm-hmm. that time frame there. You know, he could get after the quarterback, disrupt plays. Um He's a stud. Yeah, and I feel like he was just a leader on the defensive side of the ball and really impacted the game.
1: My number three guy and I think you're really going to like this guy. I don't know if you might have considered him or not, but I feel like he goes a little bit unnoticed sometimes. Um, It's Cortland Finnegan.
0: I knew you were going to go with him as soon as you started saying all that.
1: From 2006 to 2011. um, He's another guy I grew up watching. He really brought, and this is why I like him, because he brought such an attitude to the defense. He He was a little bitty feisty dude. I don't know how big he was, but
0: the guy I got in a fight with. That's uh, what I have on here.
1: <laughs> one of my favorite moments from him is him getting in a fight with a much, much bigger Andre Johnson. Yes, and uh, he was just a fun guy to watch, and was a part of that group that made me fall in love with the Titans.
0: That's a good pick there. I he was one of the guys that I thought about. You know, when well we, with
1: some of the guys that you've seen. It's a little harder for you to fit, you know, guys like that in there.
0: True, but... you
1: got the Steve McNair, the Eddie George, yes, Javon Curse.
0: As far as cornerbacks go, I mean, if we just done a list on cornerbacks... Cornerbacks,
1: probably, he might be number one.
0: It would be close between think. him and Samari Roll. Yeah. I mean...
1: By the way, did I hear right hearing that he's contracted coronavirus?
0: I am not sure on that.
1: There's a former Titans player that contracted the coronavirus his that's tested positive.
0: We'll let Colby do a little research yeah. for us and, uh, you know, pop that back in here in just a minute.
1: Who's your number two guy?
0: All right. So, you know, don't, don't judge me here by not putting him number one. Steve McNair. But Steve McNair is going to be my number two. But there is a reason for that. I'll get to it here in just a little bit. Obviously, for me, growing up, falling in love with the Titans in the time frame where I got to watch them.
1: You were Steve McNair in the backyard.
0: Eric McNair had to be on here. You know, he was taken by the Titans with the third overall pick in 95. I probably
1: would have quit making this podcast with you if he wasn't on your list. I almost put him on my list, and I never saw him play.
0: Well, I knew as soon as we got this ready, he was going to be on here. You got something for us, Colby? I think it's Samari Roll. Anyways, Steve McNair. You know, he was he brought a toughness to the offense. You know, he he was one of those guys that he was gonna do whatever it, you know, takes to help the team win. Uh, you know, he would put his body on the line, you know, with some of the uh, scrambling that he done and you know, didn't really shy away from the hits. And Obviously, he could still get the ball down the field along with his running ability. And, you know, he made the Pro Bowl three times while he was with the Titans. He made it in 2000, 2003, and 2005.
1: Looks like it's actually Myron So
0: I thought he was actually, I don't think he's got coronavirus. I think he is helping, uh, he's actually like a doctor now. Oh, okay. And he's trying to help people with the virus. Oh well, so I just heard way, today, either way, former Titans players, you know, do whatever doing whatever they can. Really good. Yes.
1: I see. I thought that I'd heard he had gotten it, but that's a lot better. That's a that's a better some positivity on the better bring. side of things.
0: Yeah. But I mean, back to this. I mean, we can't be taken away from Steve McNair right here. You know, rest in Let's peace give him to some him. Love. And he was with the Titans. From '95 to 2005, then of course I had to see him go to the Ravens, who, mm. you know, man, him and Derek Mason both went to him, and
1: you know that that hurt me. That playoff game this past year was really just payback for taking McNair, taking all the players that they took.
0: But yeah, McNair, like I said, he just he was a leader, not only on the offensive side, but he was a leader for the whole team. You know, he just, he brought that energy to the team and a toughness to their offense. And And obviously
1: something we haven't mentioned yet, him and Eddie George getting their numbers retired this past season.
0: Right. So I felt
1: bad that we lost to the Colts that game because that was a game that a lot of people from back in McNair and Eddie George's time came out to watch. And I feel like, we or the, the Titans could have really brought some of those fans back into, you know, back to being normal fans and right. really bring that love back for the Titans, which possibly happened towards the end of the year, but that was a good moment and they just didn't capitalize on it.
0: Right. All right. On to your number two,
1: Derek Henry. I had to put him in just because um, we have seen over the past two seasons what he can do. And I have really, really gotten into the Titans the, over these past two seasons.
0: You really have me wondering who your number one is now, because <laughs> I really thought he was going to be it.
1: Uh, I feel like a, to this date, about three quarters of our podcast has been some sort of news that pertains to Derek Henry, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. I could hey, talk he, about he's Henry. He's our Eddie long. George now. I could talk about him all day long. He's a monster. 6'3", 250. He's just such a different style of running back to to watch, and it's so much fun. And, you know, obviously he, I'm just going to say, he led the Titans to the AFC Championship game. I can definitely see him being the undisputable number one on my list if this whole contract deal works out and he continues to do what he's been doing.
0: I will go ahead and say this. If he can... You know, I made the comment that he's, you know, like the Eddie George of today. Mm-hmm. If he can produce the same way that Eddie George produced in his if time, he can with have the times, longevity. Yes, if he can bring the longevity I'd like and the production, bit, I might be asking
1: for too much. I want a little more production. I want about 1,500 and
0: 14, 15 touchdowns a season. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but if he can do that, he will. For sure probably climb on a lot of people's list okay i want to know who your number one is my number one has to be keith bullock he was drafted in 2000 by the titans with the 30th overall pick
1: he's still I, very involved uh with the titans organization too to this day
0: he is i still have a keith bullock jersey you know one so of my
1: you, you held on to that one but
0: you can't find your curse I believe the curse one was from when I was actually younger. I don't know. It was a
1: pretty big jersey. I think I remember it being pretty large.
0: I don't know. But, like I said, I looked for the curse jersey, could not find it, but I do know that I still have the Keith Bullitt jersey. I feel like he doesn't
1: get a lot of love. I mean, obviously, he's mentioned among some of these better players, but he doesn't get as much love as...
0: Again, for me, this was one of those guys that because he played for the Titans from 2000 to 2009. So you got to see him. I got to see a little bit of him. I know you that, got to see him in his later. I know there's we with went the to Titans. see a
1: Texans game and I saw a little bit of him. I was probably seven. I'm pretty sure it. So I he was remember, almost on my list. But. I can't
0: remember for sure if it was that game that we went to or not, but there was a fight that broke out on one sideline.
1: Yeah, that was, that was the same game.
0: And everyone was all about it until Keith Bullock showed up Because there. you were
1: on the Texans' sideline. I was. There was some Texans had kind of surrounded. I can't remember what player it was, but as soon as...
0: It may have been Finnegan. As soon as Keith Bullock got over there... Everything cleared out. And, you know, like I said, he was just a big leader on their defense. You know, he was their field general. He made sure to try and make adjustments to get everyone in the spots that they need to be in um you know i still remember especially seeing on tv anytime he made a big play anything like that you would see that double bicep flex and it wasn't you know i call it i call it a reverse bicep flex because he turns his fist out away from his body mm-hmm. and i don't know if you've ever Kinda tried crushing a little bit no, not man crushing, but have you ever tried just flexing regular and then flexing with your fist turned out to see the difference in your muscle? I mean, I don't look very flattering either way. But, <laughs> but no, like I said, Bullock was, you know, he was the leader of the defense. And just seeing the energy he brought, the way he played the game, you know, he again, he has to be my top guy. Here on my list, he finished uh, his career with the Titans with 1,078 total tackles, 790 of them were solo, 288, you know, he had help on or were assisted. He had 61 tackles for loss, 19 interceptions, 15 forced fumbles, and 12 fumble recoveries. It's a very versatile stat line. He was, and I always remember him playing right outside linebacker, but from doing a little bit more research today, it looks like he also, there were times where he played a little bit of middle linebacker Mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, he moved around, and he done whatever he could to make sure, you know, the defense was ready for what the offense was bringing.
1: And I would have had to be an 8 or 9 when we went to that game because I remember my number one guy – was playing in that game.
0: All right, I know who your number one is now.
1: It's Chris Johnson, CJ2K. Um, I now, I could kind of see this being like a controversial choice, but I've always been a little partial towards running backs, which is obviously why I want to pay Derrick Henry. Um,
0: Yeah, but, I mean, if you really think about it, just from the simple fact of because we were both at that game, we were sitting – you know, opposite sides of the field. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing the play where towards the Titans' sideline, Chris Johnson lined up out wide. It was a little screenplay. They threw it to him.
1: And he was gone. He
0: took off. I mean, the defense had the angles on him, everything. Well, he was just unreal. He 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 outran the angles. Just from the plays that he was able to make and the speed that he had, I mean – I can understand why he's on your list.
1: Absolutely. I mean, when he was drafted in 2008, like I said, I was eight years old, and I was really starting to love Titans football. And seeing the things that he did in his first few seasons, it really just made me fall in love with him as a player. His 2,000-yard season is still fresh on my mind, and I remember just watching that last game that season against Seattle and them just feeding him, trying to get him that two thousand yards. One of my favorite things about him is his ability. Like we were talking about, any he he was Tyreek Hill before Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is him. It's the other way around because anytime he touches the ball, he had that ability to make Take it an to the explosive house, explosive play. Um, I just wish that he could have had a much longer career with the Titans.
0: So. And, I mean, the thing was, it's not that he was just shifty. You know, it was either this past week or week before last. um, i seen a highlight of him where he comes through the line. It was either a linebacker or a safety come down. He lowered his shoulder, took the hit, stayed on his feet, and then took off with his speed to take it for a touchdown. I just remember
1: the the countless times of him – breaking a long run and just looking back and taunting the secondary while they're running after him. Even Troy Palomalu, I mean it,
0: getting into a little danger zone there, if, there's by doing a guy, that.
1: if if you're looking back at taunting Troy Palomalu, I mean
0: Well, there's one that one safety that, you know, probably would have been a little bit worse than Palomalu just because of his hit power. Ravens Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Yeah, that speaking would have been of the Ravens. He would have um, caught him coming up the middle and. Speaking of the Ravens,
1: another thing that we had to give them payback for was, kind of, picking Chris Johnson up and breaking him in that yes. game, just like intentionally. I mean, well, they knew they that, just they were. I think they were trying. One had his head and one had his feet, and they were trying to rip him apart. They folded they him pretty, up. They came pretty close.
0: They folded him up and. They were really trying to hurt him. They really were. I mean, he didn't play for the rest of that game. I don't think. I can't remember for sure, but I mean, that's that was their goal. They I wanted think that him was around out the time that, game.
1: that we had the whole shake and bake thing going
0: on with Lindell White. I believe it was. But anyways, it, um, again, I just want to say on this list, you know, there were other players who I thought about, you know, letting them break. Well, in this too. is our. This, I mean, this is our favorites, you know. Right. We uh, it was there, there were resources. more that. I thought about letting break into my top five, like cj 2 K. I thought about Brett Kern. Uh, Kern's another good one. Uh, I almost put Derrick Henry on mine. Then you have Kevin Byard and yeah. Michael Griffin.
1: Michael Griffin,
0: yeah. I mean, there were so many guys. Rusty who, Smith, Zach Mattenberger. Let's not get carried away now. Okay. I mean, that that's going a little too far. Maybe if we done our top five. Worst five worst <laughs> players to ever play for the Titans. <laughs> but you know, like I said, there were some of these other guys I thought about putting on my list, but when it come down to it, I really had to go with the guys, you know, the core group of guys that made me fall in love with Titans football and want to be a fan through mm-hmm. thick and thin.
1: Yep. Cause that's what it's about. Anyways, the, that's all that we've got for now. Um, we should be back on Saturday or sometime this weekend. But anyways, make sure that you check us out on Twitter at Titans underscore time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And give us a five-star rating while you're there.
0: And leave a comment and let us know anything else you might want to hear us talk about. Absolutely. This has been
1: Titans Time.